of the living geek. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. We are going to talk about Raw, SmackDown Live, 205 Live, and NXT, and we're going to take some questions from Facebook. My name is John, and joining me, as always, is the typhoon to my earthquake, Marianne. How's it going? The the actual natural disasters, or is this a name for something? That was actually a tag team from the 90s. That kind of goes because it's raining and hella windy. That's why I picked it. <laughs> Sweet. So Sweet. If, John's clever. <laughs> if you guys can't tell, we are not face-to-face this week. The weather is insane right now. So we just yeah. decided to record over Skype, which uh, probably could poses a problem if the power goes out knock on wood yeah my internet went out like crashed a couple times like randomly when i was watching hulu and my brother's like did your internet go out and i'm like yeah but only for like 30 seconds it was very bizarre but i haven't used skype in five or six years at least wow which explains my well my skype username you can't change it after you've done it so and I don't want to have to like remake another one. So my current one is Amanda fan. Do you know what that means? Uh, no, I do not. It's one of like though I rate people. <laughs> Story time with Marianne. Um, I rate people on a scale of one to Eric Zamanda, who's uh, an actor from CSI, and he is, in my opinion, the most handsome man on planet Earth, other than Chuck Taylor. But Chuck Taylor is a full on Eric Zamanda. So it's like you're if you're like flawless you're an eric zamanda and i'm a huge eric zamanda fan so that's why like (laughs) the fucking thing is did you hear that that ding no you didn't okay (laughs) because it's it's the notification every time somebody likes a tweet on my laptop and if you did hear that it's nick wester's fault well (laughs) there we go there we go how have you been i've been good i've been busy at work uh been watching not as much wrestling as i i want to i haven't watched most of the shows from mania weekend so i'm even more behind than i was before but then again there was like 20 shows yeah so i don't i don't know which which explains how so many people got sick after they came back from mania yeah because they somehow managed to be a hermione granger and do just a time turner and be at everything at once yeah seriously (laughs) so she would yeah (laughs) So pretty far behind on the wrestling, not that far behind on the WWE though. So yeah. shall we shall we dive right in here? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Monday Night Raw and uh this, you know, the Raw after Mania and I hate that they do this. I hate that they have this disclaimer with the they're like, "Oh, it's the Raw after Mania. Everything's backwards. Fans are kooky and crazy." I think What that, it means is is we have all of the best fans in the audience, so they're not going to let us get away with things and they literally scripted it so Corey and JBL said the same thing verbatim. Yeah. On Raw and SmackDown. And that's kind of annoying. I I don't It's uh, extremely irritating. I don't like that. 
I just just let the show be as is. I remember the first year they did it. I think it was like two or three years ago, maybe a little longer. And I was like, oh, man, this is terrible. I don't like this. Yeah. So we the only time that that disclaimer really worked was for Raw or for Raw After Mania in Santa Clara when the fans were absolute trash. Yeah. But the fans at Raw and SmackDown for After Mania this year weren't that bad at all. No, they were not. Yeah. If anything, they were the best. Yes. So (laughs) I hoped and prayed that we would start the show with Roman Reigns. And then we did. And I was very excited. After five minutes straight of Undertaker chants. Yes, which I was like, oh, cool. I don't have to watch the first five minutes of the show. That's what that's exactly what I said, because I got to fast forward it instead of actually watch it. I was so happy. It's a great feeling. Yeah. So I fast forwarded the shit out of that. And then Roman came out and I went, yeah. And then let's just. Did you get your Roman Reigns shirt? Um, I did get a notification that it has shipped and it will be here at some point. You know what? I actually did you... didn't check the mail. It... They did the the buy one, get one for a dollar thing again. And I was like, oh, shit, I really want a Cesaro shirt. But then I kind of restrained myself from doing it. <laughs> yeah, I had um, I had seen that it had uh, that they did that. But I had and. Who who sent me who sent I think Vince had sent me a message about it and he said, Hey, uh you're it's in transit right now. And I should get it by Monday. If you're talking about the pro wrestling tees Los thing, that was me. No, no, no. I'm talk <laughs> I'm talking about the Roman Reigns shirt that I that I ordered. Excellent. But yes, my actually I did get notification from Maggie from Pro Wrestling Tees, who has been helpful to me in the past that it um it is shipped. It shipped today, so that was pretty fast for the hat. Yeah. I just wanted, like, starting off this thing with Roman, though, he come out. He came out to, like, a delightful amount of booze. Which is great. It was great. I just wanted, I, I just wanted, I immediately thought in my head, everybody, get over it. In the wise words of the drag queen, Alyssa Edwards, get a grip, get a life, and get over it. He's old as shit. You're in denial if you thought that he could actually wrestle forever. Yeah. Like he was like seriously, but whatever. Let's but let's talk about the big dog and how he sat in the ring for as oh long God. as the Undertaker chance happened. <laughs> it was great. And every time he went to they did the Zach Gibson thing to him, every time he went to go talk, they booed him. And this was the greatest promo of all time because Roman it was only five words. Rome yeah. This is my yard now. Drop the mic and leave. It was the best thing ever i love roman reigns it was right after he did that creepy like smug stare into the camera and it pierced my fucking soul yeah you know what look i'm talking about yeah and then everybody just started chanting delete do you remember when delete wasn't annoying as fuck it's still not annoying as fuck i love it oh it's so fucking annoying to me but i can't wait for roman to take those boos and turn them into something magical yeah so that's gonna be i'm excited for that but dude five words mic drop brilliant it was good stuff yeah and and then speaking of delete we had we had carl anderson and luke gallows um in re or getting their rematch for the wwe raw tag team championships against the hardy boys how great was that match promo picture though matt hardy's face it was great i loved it it was pretty it was pretty funny and we had a lot of fun chants we had a fuck that owl chant which was amazing that's oh my god that's what i thought they were saying like the Hardy, the Hardy Boys came out, and I was like, "God damn it! I fucking love Jeff Hardy so much. <laughs> like 
He's my favorite Jeff. But like that being said, it really bums me out that there are definitely people in this world that actually dress like Jeff Hardy on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. Besides like, Jeff Hardy. Well, somebody had posted on Twitter the under the underground rave, like under an overpass <laughs> thing. And it was like, no, don't, no, don't. And then doing it. And I went, oh, my God, that's oh, Jeff Hardy. You're still the best. <laughs> but yeah, the obsolete chance, like bless you, Matt Hardy, for introducing such a large syllable word to some people's small vocabularies. We also had some brother Nero chance. I mean, this was a yes. fun. This was a fun match. <laughs> I had fun. I'm glad the Hardys yeah. are back. Uh, they retain the titles. Let us talk about. I think probably the match of the night, which would be Neville taking on Mustafa Ali, which I didn't get to see. Oh no! But I heard it was fucking fire, and also Mustafa Ali is a babe. You so... just made the list. There you go. He just made the list. Sweet. <laughs> um, Neville clotheslined the fuck out of him at one point, and uh, Mustafa Ali did a Spanish fly. He did a springboard Spanish fly. It, it was just a great match. The finish was great. Just. Everything about it was very, very good. Very good match. Then we had, oh my God, it's Vince McMahon. The man, Vince McMahon. And Vince comes out and he tells us that we're going to have, next week, we're going to have a superstar shakeup. Side note, though, when I was watching it on Hulu, I don't know if you saw the tweet I did. I totally saw my friend Rihanna and my friend Natalie. My tw- I'm friends with them on Twitter, but I've, I met Rihanna in real life at Raw um, WrestleMania like two years ago. Um, I saw them on screen when Vince came out. Oh, cool! In in a bring it on, bring it in, man, and a Beth Phoenix shirt, and I immediately <laughs> screenshot it and went, "I could see your guys' fucking hair from space because they have like bright blue, purple hair, and then like bright red hair." That's it was awesome. really great to see somebody that you know so clearly on camera. That's cool. Yeah. And so we're gonna get a superstar shakeup, whatever that means. Nobody actually knows what it means. It's not a draft. Uh, we'll talk about that a little later. And I then- loved I loved him talking about how Stephanie got hurt and everybody was cheering. And he was like, she was almost broken in half. And everyone went, yes! <laughs> like, heck aloud. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. He's playing up it to that crowd. It was so funny to me. It was great. I really liked it. And he also said, well, since Foley got fired and I'm not bringing him back, and since Stephanie's out of commission, we need a new person in charge of raw and he brought out well actually first teddy long came out dude teddy long he was just dancing everywhere and i love that he's like teddy stop dancing and he was dancing without music he doesn't need music it's all in his head to me teddy long is our truth 25 years in the future well yeah because he said oh my bad and then danced away and then we find out that the Man in charge of Monday Night Raw going forward is the newly inducted Hall of Famer, Kurt Angle. You suck. Who was should probably never wear a gray suit ever again. Yeah. He was he 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 sweated through it the minute he put it on, it looked like. Sweet. It was crazy. And he said, like, yeah. Life lesson. I'm excited. I love the start of, of Raw with its I get in the ring for less than like two minutes. And then get out of the ring. Yes. It was great. Yeah, he was barely in there. Yeah. (laughs) Then we had the New Day. Then they came out with Legion of Doom style shoulder pads. But instead of spikes, they were ice cream cones, which I found very hilarious. And also 
uh, Biggie was wearing a Bootios backpack that shot Bootios into the sky. That's fucking amazing. He was like a Blastoise. Yes. <laughs> That's so great. So the New Day came out and they said, well, we didn't get to, you know, wrestle last night. So we're we're going to uh, extend an open challenge here to anybody, any tag team that would like to uh, have a go at the New Day. And the two words that some of us have been waiting to hear for a while. Corey Graves, especially. Say yeah. And the, Corey Graves had a heart attack. He totally <laughs> did. And the revival came out. And kicked over the ice cream cart. Dude, and... that tweet that somebody said where Vince was like, gotta get over at heels. And then Dawson was like, hold my beer. And then yeah. kicked over an ice cream cart. The, the, the shocked noise from the crowd was insane. I could not believe yeah. it. And like, d- Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm really glad the Revival had their main roster debut. But... Like, I like them so much better on main roster. I don't know how to explain that. But what does a girl got to do for a New Day Los Ice Creams match? Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Probably a lot of How great would that be? It'd be great. Pretty great. There'd be a lot of ice cream. There would. Or, yeah, weird latex ice cream. But anyways, Uh, I really liked that match. Yeah, it was a really fun match. I think it made the revival look really, really good. And then post-match, they they left them laying. They look really good on Raw. Yes, and they left them laying at the end. All yeah, of the I New can, Day. I can only really, like, I'm starting to be able to tell them apart. But the only way I can is that Wilder's the scruffy one and Dawson's the one that looks like a willy willy. So, like, right? I'm right. Yes, you're right. Okay. See, I always, I don't, and they don't even look alike. And for some reason, I still get them mixed up. But they, for some reason, they fit so well on main roster. Like, I like them so much more on main roster yeah definitely i just like yeah. i just like them in general then next yeah. up we had a kurt angle enzo and Cass segment thank god i missed that where angle was very confused because he was introduced to them they did their uh-huh. little sh- they did their little shtick and then they said s-a-w-f-t and then left and angle sat there confused and said that's not how you spell soft and that was the segment Fantastic. Then we had a six-woman tag team match. We had Bailey, Dana Brooke, and Sasha Banks taking on the finally returning Emma. You just made the list. Charlotte Flair and Nia Jax. What the? Where the? Uh, where the fuck have I been? When did Dana Brooke stop teaming with Charlotte? I mean, we we a while ago. <laughs> Well, when did they stop? When did they stop being? When Dana Brooke got tired of Charlotte Flair's shit and pushed when her over fuck? and beat the shit out of her. I when mean, the... we, you know, still that that team up was really fucking weird. But my brother walked in the room when this happened, and he looked at Charlotte and he was like, "Ew, she's so weird looking because she doesn't have any hips." And I went, "Dude, I know, right?" <laughs> Poor Charlotte, but. Dana is so pretty. Like, I don't know. Heal Emma, though. Emma fucking did so well. All hail Emma. Long live. Heal Emma. I love Emma. She's the best. I want to see Dana lift Nia Jax. Oh, my God. She probably could. I don't know. I mean, she probably could. With the ease that she lifted uh, Emma, I believe. I Mm, bet she could. I don't know. That's that's pretty. I mean, only time will tell, I guess. Uh, Naya, after the match, Naya, uh, basically fucks up Charlotte and it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. 
we had <laughs> the most Sami Zayn backstage segment of all time with Kurt Angle, which produced one of my favorite gifts I've ever seen of Sami Zayn, where he has like his fingers together and he's like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. It's just funny. I mean, the segment was all right. Um, so you have a, you have a great gift from Raw, and then I have one that I love from SmackDown that we'll get to. <laughs> Uh, next up, we had the newly crowned WWE Universal Champion, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. And Heyman basically said, well, who's going to be next for Brock? And the, Dude. the crowd really wanted it to be Finn Balor. I know. And I was like, guess what? It's not. But I loved how Paul Heyman talked about reading bedtime stories to his kids. And I thought, could you imagine Paul reading your kid bedtime stories and then being like, Paul, you can read Princess Bride tonight, but please don't yell inconceivable. I don't want my children having nightmares. (laughs) Could you picture it? I could. (laughs) That being like, I really would love Paul Heyman to either officiate my wedding or read my kids bedtime stories. There you go. But yeah, that just shows what kind of fucked up weirdo I am. We then had, I believe he started talking about Roman Reigns, how they're both, together they make the two in 20, uh, There was a lot of math two. involved. There was math and stuff. And um, shockingly enough, here comes Braun Strowman. No one called you Braun. And Braun comes out and he says, I'm not done with Roman Reigns, but you've got my attention. And he shoves Brock and I was like, oh my God, this is great. I need this in my life so badly. And then Braun left. Sorry, continue. Braun left and he said uh, on my time. And that was basically the end of that. Dude, could you see a shitty Superman tattoo? Yeah. Dude, I don't know about you, but I really don't like tattoos that are designed like a no fear emblem. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. Then you could have a better choice of superheroes. But Braun be Braun. True. I'd swipe on Braun just for liking Superman. (laughs) We then had a backstage segment with Chris Jericho, who um, ended up putting Kevin Owen, the tip of Kevin Owens' finger on the list. Friends of Jericho. The friends of Jericho. Uh, yeah. Owens attacks, and Joe also attacks. So they beat the shit out of Chris Jericho. The gym short duo. And Kurt Angle tells Seth Rollins, it doesn't look good. Jericho can't wrestle tonight. But Kurt says, don't worry, dude. I got your back. I'll find you a partner. And everyone knew who it was going to be. Of absolute, of course, of course. Yeah. We then had um, Cesaro and Sheamus taking on Enzo and Cass to crown new number one contenders for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. Cesaro and Sheamus come out on top. <laughs> Sheamus, of that, that wound is just never going to close. It just got reopened once again. Sweet. This dude is a fucking beast. I, I like him more each passing week. That's so weird. I know. 2017 is the year of Seamus. Ziggler is the new Seamus. Yeah. Don't insult Seamus by comparing him to Ziggler. True. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> then the main event, we had Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe taking on Seth Rollins. And who could it be? Who? Mr. Finn Balor making his return. Uh, the match, from what I can remember, was it was fun. Um, I was real tired because I watched it after I got home from a baseball game. So I can't really remember everyone. But I, it, I saw I, enough of yeah. it. Joe came out to complete silence. <laughs> like no booze, no nothing, just zero pop. And it was really awkward. But um, it was like 
two wrestler dudes, like normal stereotypical wrestlers against two wrestlers who just their their ring gear is gym shorts. Yeah. So it was a match. I did like that they they uh they pointed out that every person in this match was a former NXT yes. champion. I thought I that was that really cool and just shows how, you know, you can be in NXT and and you can grow up to be an awesome dude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Let's move on to for let's just say for now confirmed a show smackdown live because we don't know what's going to happen with the superstar shakeup yeah we'll get to that on whether or not it will stay the a show randy orton's out and he has the belt and i guess that's fun i don't care really um I isn't mean, it is it just me or did they get a little too excited with the pyrotechnics on this one yeah just a little bit but <laughs> i mean what do you, i don't know what are you gonna do I don't know. So uh, Randy says, oh, I'm the champion. And then Bray says... I got a sperm snake of doom. Yeah. And uh, Bray says he wants Randy in a House of Horrors match. Um, whatever that is. And actually, I was like, I don't even know what that is. And then Randy's like, I don't know what that is, but sure, I guess. I was yeah, like, nothing, right, nothing makes like Bray look completely unthreatening than Randy Orton just going, yeah, whatever. Um, like nobody takes Bray seriously. Bray does his Bray magic, and he's in the ring now, and he's fighting with Orton. They fight to the outside, and then a wild Eric Rowan reappears with a very weird-looking mask. Yeah, it was creepy, but then Big Luke was like, nah, and came out. Yeah, and then we have the unlikely... Yeah, we have the unlikely duo of Luke Harper and Randy Orton taking on Eric Rowan and Bray Wyatt in the main event. I think my favorite thing was, I think Renee Young tweeted, I really like Luke Harper. He's very good, period. (laughs) And I went, you go, Renee. Uh, We then had a backstage segment with The Miz and Maurice telling everyone that this with the the superstar shake up, say that 10 times fast. No, thanks. Uh, They don't know if they're ever going to see John Cena or Nikki Bella ever again. So they're going to call them out a little later in the evening. Damn, Maurice. Take credit where it's due. (laughs) Saying that John Cena only proposed because they pushed him into a corner, which I went, oh. Yeah, that was great. so believable and so great. That was good shit. Oh, I love Maurice. We then had the newly crowned WWE SmackDown Women's Champion, Naomi, uh, taking on the former champion, Alexa Bliss. You just made the list. And Naomi with my gif of the night. uh, Oh, okay. That was the that's my only note for this match. That was the funniest thing ever. Where she's just standing in the ring as Alexa walks to the ring and she's like, he and like waves at her. But it wasn't even like a hee hee. It was just a, I don't even know. I, I tweeted it. It was great. Whatever it was. I, I was like, that better exist. And then I went on a deep sea search for it because it's so funny and I'm going to fucking use it for everything. I also. And by everything, I mean using it to harass Tim Donst on Twitter. Uh, let's see. 26 minutes. Good for you. Yeah. So the other thing I really liked, I loved how they shot Naomi's entrance where she slides with the belt and the camera's like right there. It was awesome. I thought that was super cool. Uh, Match was fun. Naomi retains the title, obviously. My favorite thing, 
was David Otunga called Alexa a placeholder and I died. Who said that? David Otunga? David Otunga called Alexa a placeholder between Naomi's championship reigns and JBL could not get over it. Even like five minutes later, he was like, did you call her a placeholder? David Otunga said that? David Otunga called Alexa Bliss a placeholder. It was so fucking funny. David Otunga? (laughs) Do you know what happens? (laughs) When you call Alexa Bliss a placeholder, David Otunga, who has done literally nothing. Do you know what happens, David Otunga? (laughs) David Otunga, you just made the list. You better be actually writing it on the list. David Otunga. He should just be on the list for being David Otunga, to be honest. For saying Alexa was a placeholder. (laughs) And for generally being David Otunga. <laughs> My favorite thing, though, that JBL said, it was like, it was so relatable. He said, and you, and you beat him in front of their family and friends and then watch him cry. It's so much fun. That was great. I really liked that a lot. <laughs> JBL said a couple really great things, but um, it ended with Naomi getting Alexa to tap out with the same thing that she won the yeah, belt oh, with yes. on Mania. I really liked that where um, Alexa tried to cheat and then Naomi rolled her up into the submission. That was yeah. really cool. I think getting someone to tap would be way more satisfying than pinning them. Oh, obviously. Yeah, but that's the second time. So go Naomi. She's fucking great. Indeed. Next up, Kurt Hawkins is in the ring, and he tells all of us he doesn't like the Superstar shakeup, and he's just going to be like, you know what? Whoever wants to come out and fight me, I will fight them. He said, give you to the count of 10, and I went, well. I'll give you to the count of 10, and Ty fucking Dillinger immediately comes out, and John loses his mind and is very happy for Ty. I saw a girl booing Ty and was like, shut your fucking face. You're on the hard cam. How dare you? Uh, the match was, you know, showcase match for Ty. He I love Ty really Dillinger. Good. Where's the button? Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. You just Ty Dillinger. I got it. I got it. <laughs> and yeah, Ty wins. And- Dude, poor, poor Kurt Hawkins, though. Like, no one deserves to wear that much orange outside of prison. I guess, yeah. No, definitely. Well, Nobody deserves right. that kind of A treatment. hard no. All right. Hard Fair. no. Even the Mets don't wear that much orange. It's confirmed they do not. Yeah. Uh, Ty wins. And then up next, we had Dasha interviewing Mojo backstage. And this She's was... so bad. No, I love her. Come on. When she he's like, can you... so bad. Come on. Can you feel it, Dasha? And he, she's not like... Not really. Not really. <laughs> Come on, that, that was great. That segment was just a that's what she said segment. That shit was great. I laughed so hard. Not really. I was like, that was a direction someone gave her. That's amazing. That's so funny. I good. love Mojo Rally though. Oh, yes. I wonder... People can fight me on that. I don't fucking care. I, I love him. I wonder where this is going to go for him, especially, I mean, we don't know what the shakeup is, and I keep mentioning the shakeup, but, I mean, we'll talk about it a little later. So... John Cena and Nikki Bella come out, and wait a minute, it's not actually them. It's the Miz and Maurice dressed as them. and Doing it, really good impressions of them, I might it add. It was so good. I've, 
Oh, man. I love that so much. Maurice, holy cow, fucking nailed Nikki Bella. Yeah, it was like, good stuff. Nailed it down to her gestures and her facial expressions and the way she moves too much. Yeah. Like she can't stand still. It was brilliant. It was it so was good. Brilliant. It was, yeah, it was indeed brilliant. And oh my God. They're just, you know, they're just talking along about, you know, they're just doing their impressions, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, we're going to go. And um, a lone violinist. A fiddler on the roof, you might add. Appears. Fiddler on, on the, the ramp. Uh, fiddler on the <laughs> ramp. Appears on the ramp, and he starts, you know, fiddling along. And ev- Fiddle what? <laughs> fiddling. Fiddling along. And uh, I've been waiting for this for so long. <laughs> I got the chills. As soon as all the lights went out and his music hit, I went, this is this is great. I love everything about this. And I can't believe he went to SmackDown. For now. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. It would be weird, though, to just have him come out and then be changed. Like, that would be completely pointless in my mind. Yeah. I mean, we don't know what this shakeup is. <sighs> and we keep saying that. But what better that. way to debut, though, than during a Miz segment? It was one of the odder debuts. <laughs> Like, he just came out and just got in the ring, and then that was about it, which I'm fine with, but it was still odd. I kept waiting for JBL to just say, what in the world? (laughs) That would have been great. But the uh, (laughs) yes, the King of Strong Style arrives on SmackDown, and yeah, he is now on the main roster. He had his little send-off at the latest NXT. Actually, he and Ty Dillinger both had their little send-offs at the... It was so heartwarming to see all of the Ty Dillinger tweets that other superstars were sending out. Yeah, he. this has been a long time coming for him, and yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for him. I think he... I, and this is going to sound weird. I think he will make a great Intercontinental Champion. He would. So, next up, we have Dean Ambrose taking on the biggest breakfast of them all baron corbin side note i had taco bell breakfast this morning oh my god how good just was thought it? i was sure you what did you you said on facebook you're like taco bell breakfast is the breakfast for you and me and i died yes it's SpongeBob so good but reference. i had it before but i woke up and i was like i really want a donut and so i went to go get donuts for me and my brothers and then i went but i also want a crunch wrap and so i went and i got me and my brother breakfast crunch wraps and donuts oh my god that's great. My, my my kindness quota is maxed out. Yeah, what kind of donuts did you get? Like, what um, what are we talking here? The long braided ones, the glazed ones, okay. two of those, a maple bar, yes. and then a one with um white icing and sprinkles. That's a good. That's like a solid collection of donuts. Yeah, I got to get across the board on that one. Maple for maple donuts are my favorite donuts. It was a maple bar. That's I mean anything that has maple on it. I've seen maple sprinkle donuts before and that shit is what? just yeah, it's amazing. Dude. It's good shit. Anyway, with I believe this was donut a cast. donut cast. I believe this match between uh Baron Corbin and Dean Ambrose was uh was it a street fight? I yes, it was. Yeah, it was. It it was way better than their Mania match. That is my first note. <laughs> Are you Also, do you Baron have my Corbin notes? came out jamming to his own theme. What a fucking asshole. I love it. I love big banter. He is the banteriest man in all of Banterland. Which my favorite thing of. that JBL said, though, is second JBL quote of the night. He said, Corbin doesn't like any people, as in none. And then I immediately wrote, none more people. <laughs> none more people. Yes, this match was way better than their Mania match. They should have just let them do this. 
Yeah, Dean's face when Corbin put him through a table was like, yeah, and? Yeah, he just like <laughs> sat there with his eyes open like he was bored, which... Oh, he's... Well... No, I know, yeah. <laughs> uh, end of days, and Big Banter gets the pinfall victory over Dean Ambrose. And JBL like I said, yeah. like I said a million saying? times, this might not even matter come next week. Yeah, fucking um, uh, JBL. Well, David Otunga was like, well, Dean Ambrose was actually the world champion. And JBL was like, yeah, he was. And he was a very, he said, um, or he had the he had the world title. And he says he has. And he was a very good world champion, by the way. And I went, what? And I straight up paused the stream. And I was like, did JBL just say something yeah. positive? This and then is... he went on to say, he wasn't a good face to the company. He made kids cry and made birds fly into each other. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> made birds fly into each other. Of course he did from his beauty. Oh, is that what happens? That's what should happen. Do you know what happens when you make bird? No, I'm just kidding. Chill. Uh... Kids cry and birds fly into each other from being so beautiful. Dean Ambrose, you just made my list. You just made the list. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what's up. we're just continuing on the the list train for Marianne because Shane McMahon, Dad Shane, came out next. Yeah, you just made the list. And he starts to say some stuff about the uh, superstar shakeup, and AJ Styles comes out. You know, Dad Shane was backstage during that Baron Corbin and Dean match. Like, I can do that shit. Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Dude, honestly, though, going back to that Dean match, Dean knows how to use that fucking belt. Yeah, he but does. But then again, why was I even surprised? And if Ambrose ever did, other than his five mood John Cena set, if he ever did like a flippy boy trick, I think I'd cry. Like, <laughs> I mean, if Hero and Harper can do Rana's, Dean Ambrose can do a moonsault. True. Very true. Yeah. Fucking Luke Harper is like 6'5". Dean Ambrose is only 6'4". Get on that, Dean Ambrose. But anyways... Dad Shane segment. Dad Shane comes out, and then AJ Styles comes out, and he pleads his case. He says, "I don't know, what the, I don't know what the superstar shakeup is, but I don't want to leave SmackDown because everybody knows I made SmackDown the place to be." And then he says, "You know what? After after Mania, I feel like I owe you something." And he gives. And there was a a dad handshake. A dad handshake was a happening. And a then, dad shake for the ages. And then the fake, the fake, like he was gonna punch him thing was great too. I loved it. Yeah, dad and, handshake for the ages. And that was about it for that segment. And then our main event was Luke Harper and Randy Orton taking on Eric Rowan and Bray Wyatt. Um, this was a match. <laughs> Bray's entrance is way too long for a two-hour show. Let me just say that. The, yeah, I agree. They kept calling Eric Rowan, like, huge, but for some reason, he never looked huge in comparison to anybody else to me, but I guess he's 6'8". Holy shit. That's yeah, That's the same tall. height as Braun Strowman. Yeah, he is very tall. Holy shit. Goddamn. Harper and, and then, uh, Orton yeah. pick up the win, by the way. Yeah, with, with, like, the weirdest, most, like, suspenseful moment where the lights went out, and then all of a sudden, you expected something great, and then it was just... <laughs> Eric Rowan. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, what a fucking waste of what could have been great and suspenseful, but meh. Eric Rowan with a C and a K because you want to be interesting. <laughs> you know, I, f <laughs> I actually forgot to say this as we go into 205 Live. I forgot to say, um, welcome to Oni Lorkin Week. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Where Oni Lorkin was on 205 Live and NXT. The one in Oni. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Holland. <laughs> 
So 205 Live, I'm going to uh, I'll run this down as quickly as possible. We open the show with the Brian Kendrick taking on, once again, Akira Tozawa. And the lesson this week was lesson number 10. So I went, oh, man, we've had that many matches between them. And Jesus Christ. I don't think it's been that many, but I no, it hasn't because Tozawa hasn't been on like yeah, on he, there for that long yet. Uh, I believe I can't remember what the lesson was, but it was something about ring psychology, which uh, Tozawa actually used to his advantage when he, of course he did. He faked a knee injury and then rolled Kendrick up for the victory and then told Kendrick that he taught him a lesson. Aquaman Kendrick. Yes. Actually, he was. I think he was more um, rainbowy this week. Hmm. We then had Rich Swan taking was on Captain Planet Kendrick. Um, I can't remember. We then had Rich Swan taking on Oni Lorkin, and I said, "Sweet, this is awesome." So I wonder if Oni's going to actually be on two hundred five going forward. The one and just, Oni Lorkin. If this was just a random act of appearance, it um, better not be. This match was great. It was a lot of fun. Oni clotheslined the ever-living shit out of Rich Swan at one point. Uh, Rich, Rich Swan gets the win, uh, but it was a fun match. I want to see. I bet you if <laughs> I just gonna call him Biff Music. If Biff Music and Jack Gallagher like both did headbutts on each other, the Big Bang would happen. Oh wow! Again. Again. Or they would break the sound barrier and everything would explode. <laughs> That would be or, uh, or time would just stop. <laughs> there's just a lot of things happening in that. <laughs> maybe too many. Uh, we then went to um, my favorite segment of the week, which I just called just some lads hanging out on the stage. We had the the stars of WWE UK tournament: Trent Seven, Mark Andrews, Wolfgang, and get the button ready. Oh, sorry, Pete Dunn. You just made the list. And Tyler Bate. And it was also announced that we're going to get a weekly show in the future featuring Thank these gentlemen. God. So that Can is. Can I just say, Pete Dunn is uh, banging, but also, I love how everyone's just now noticing. Okay. All the girls are like, Pete Dunn is so cute. He's such a badass. And I'm like, hey, yo. <laughs> but yeah, Pete Dunn's great. And then little Mark Andrews makes me so happy with his little scruffy beard trying to look like a man and stuff. Aww. <laughs> You're so cute. Uh, we then had the main event of the evening, which was a fatal four-way match to determine the new number one contender for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship between the gentleman Jack Gallagher, Mustafa Ali, Mustafa. Austin Aries, and TJ Perkins. This match was fucking crazy-go-nuts. Um... The gentleman dropkick caught Mustafa Ali real good and sent him flying, and I thought he was dead. But luckily, he is still alive. At the end of this match... He he bumps like a fucking fiend. Yes. The end of this match was the Gallagher headbutt to TJP into the um, rolling five arm by Austin Aries, and Austin Aries gets the win. And is once again the number one contender to Neville's championship. It was so great because on Twitter, out of all of that, Mustafa Ali was trending. Yes, which is great. Which is great. He deserves it. 
Also, speaking of which, World War Three is trending on Twitter, and I saw it and thought it said World War Two, and I got really excited. I was like, finally, a topic I can talk about. And then I went, oh. Finally, a topic I'll be living through. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, NXT, I'm not going to go in depth as I would originally. Um, we got a heavy machinery match which was awesome because I love heavy machinery. We got the Drew, which we didn't actually mention when we reviewed uh, NXT TakeOver. Uh, Drew McIntyre is back. And we got to see him wrestle live. That was great. Yes. He is back in NXT. He is signed with NXT, and he will be there next week. So we'll talk about that a little more. Uh, The main event of the evening was Oni Lorcan taking on the newcomer, El Vagabundo. Oh, my God. And it was it was the best. I was like, who is this? And then he came it's out. so obvious. Well, no, no, no. Like the music, you don't know. Oh. He comes out and you go, oh, my God. And it's just, it's, it's Elias Samson with a luchador mask. Dude, I would have done anything to get Corey Graves just for that one episode. The best part about it was... Everyone immediately loved him. I'm El Vagabundo. And everyone was like, this is the best. And then when Oni stopped him from playing his song, everyone booed him. It was so good. Um, Oni gets the victory. Gets the victory and in the process removes El Vagabundo's mask. And he is ejected from the arena. And that's how NXT ends. There was also a lot of uh, clips, you know, from TakeOver, which made watching the show a lot easier and shorter. Yeah, that's what happened with a lot of like Raw and SmackDown, too, is there was a lot of every time they came back from commercial break, it would play like way too many picture slideshows of shit. Yes. And then I was like, oh, I can fast forward through this, which is like when you're trying to watch something so you could like get ready for a podcast. It's kind of good when you know you can fast forward through something. Oh, definitely. But- Definitely. Yeah. So we got some questions. And you know what? Actually, now that I say that, I didn't check our Twitter account because I said I said on there, I'm like, does anybody have any questions? And, well, look at that. Nobody said anything. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Why? Why does no one care? Anyway. We do have we do have questions. They're just from a plenty of questions. They are just from the Facebook, and the first couple of questions come from Holland. And Holland firstly asks, "What is the most awkward post Mania WWE debut in your recent memory?" I would actually probably have to say the Shinsuke one was. Yeah, I was just gonna say that it was only awkward because it just was. Thrown in there. It was kind of thrown in there. And I'm I mean I'm fine with that because it's Shinsuke, but I'd say that was probably in recent memory the weirdest one. I feel like the page one was also weird, and I feel like that was the day after Mania. Oh yeah. It, I don't know. That one was really weird, yeah. Where she won the top where she like came out dressed to wrestle and was like, Hi, AJ, just, I'm a big just fan. Want to say congratulations. Yeah, and then she's like, "Uh, I'm going to fight you." And she was like, "Oh, I guess so." I don't know. It was very it was very strange. So one of those two. Um, yeah. He also asked, uh, "Who do you feel is better off going to Raw?" And Calvin kind of asked the same thing and but- I- Way more complicated. Way more complicated. And then I got off work and went, I can't do this right now. So, okay, a couple of things. Let's just uh, do some swaps here. Um, 
Sami Zayn to SmackDown. The end. Sami Zayn to SmackDown. Um, I would honestly be cool with, and uh, th- there was a report that Meltzer had some insidey information that maybe there was going to be a Charlotte Alexa swap. Yeah. Which, I mean, I would be fine with. Um, yeah, especially with the way both of them went out in the last episode. Yes. So, but I mean, but then you don't get that Nia Charlotte match. Well, but Nia's like that with everyone. True. I mean, you could still do the match on Monday and then have the shakeup happen on Tuesday. Yes, yes. Um, I think I think it would benefit Bo Dallas to go to SmackDown and join his real life brother in the Wyatt family. I feel like SmackDown has way too many ridiculous people, though. Yeah, but I feel like um, if you want to revamp Bo, just put him with his brother and make him part of the Wyatt family. I think that would be cool. Yeah. What if Bo Dallas was Sister Abigail? <laughs> um, God, who could go to you, Raw? Yeah. <laughs> who could benefit from going to Raw? Well, um, I'm very sure AJ Styles is on his way to Raw. Which sucks. It does suck because we won't get Nakamura AJ. Um, I feel like the Miz and Maurice could benefit from going to Raw. Which would fucking suck. That would suck too. Uh, who else could benefit from going to Raw? See, it's weird. I was looking at it and I'm like, I can only think of ways to make SmackDown hella stacked. I can't think of. It's strange to say, how can we make Raw better? Because if we put people on Raw to make it better, then that means we're making SmackDown worse. Yeah, because there's not enough like perfectness to go around you have to like really kind of balance it out it's like redoing the whole draft again and then it's just like complicated but i think the the most obvious one would be Sami Zayn to smackdown like the most obvious one yeah I do w- you think seth rollins is going to go to smackdown that you know what i think he should mainly because yeah. he's done what he needs to do the only other thing he no i mean he had his match with Samoa Trips. Joe on Monday. Like, he mm-hmm. technically had a match with him. That was the only other person he really needed to get revenge on. So yeah. I think Seth going to SmackDown would be good for Seth. Yes. And I imagine if... Because we still don't know what the shakeup is. Like, I don't... Like, just tell me what it is. Are the GMs going to be making trades? Are they... It just... It doesn't make sense. So I could see a straight-up Seth for AJ trade. Um, and then if I was trading Sammy yeah, for those someone, are two people that the general managers or the, the commissioners and whatnot don't get along with. Yeah. A Sammy trade. I don't know who you would trade from SmackDown. I feel like I kind of wrote it down a little bit. Hold on. Um, I'd say, no, I don't even know. The only thing is I feel like SmackDown needs some more villains. So you can't get rid of banter. He has to stay there. God damn it. Um, I don't know. I feel like... Do you a- think they're going to put Paige back... Are they, do you think they're going to put Paige on SmackDown? Uh, and I, I mean, we, we, have, we have never even mentioned this. I think Paige is going to lay low for... Ever? Not forever, for a couple of months. Okay. I She's apparently still quote-unquote injured. I don't know if this is true or not. I don't... I don't know. I have no idea. I would I would love to see her back on SmackDown. I think that would be great. Um I think just I feel like that's more of her um crowd type. Yeah. I can't think of anybody. I'm like 
I would have to be looking at a list separately, like side by side. All I do know from visuals is that Raw has more people. Well, and yeah, they have the extra hour, so technically they, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to it's hard to say. I would feel you like. Put Rus- would you put Rusev oh, on? Oh, yes. I would put Rusev on SmackDown immediately because he would be more up front in the world title picture. For sure. I would. Well, I would. Uh, That's who I was thinking of. Can we just have of. Miz on all the shows? Uh, yeah, I would love that. But I have a feeling Miz is going to go to Raw. I just have a feeling that that will happen. But, I mean, again, we don't know what this shakeup means. Miz is like a question that's worth like way more points than the rest of the questions on chest. <laughs> so like Miz is like a serious A show factor. Yeah, definitely. Just funny because this gimmick is an A lister. Um, Holland also asks who besides Roman should have been the one to retire the Undertaker. Um, I guess he. <laughs> Roman I guess... was crying backstage. Yes, I mean. I understand that it is like a big deal to retire someone who's had uh, this long fucking career. So, I mean, that's fine. He understands the magnitude of it. Um, Do I think that that went? No. (laughs) Uh, Do I think that went to his head during his performance? No, because he carried the undertaker through that match. He carried the undertaker through that match. It didn't go to his head because he had to be on his a game to carry The Undertaker through that match. Yes, as you know. said, quite if literally. anybody else to retire The Undertaker, I don't know, Brock. Cena. I mean, Cena makes sense. But Cena's such a face. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's... I mean, when when Flair was retired by Michaels, they were both faces, so... I, I mean, feel like if Bray Wyatt was on a higher caliber, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I mean, if... Because they had the, both the spooky vibe. yeah. I feel like Bray Wyatt would be really interesting with that one. Yeah. Or maybe even Randy Orton. Orton would, he was indeed the legend killer and killing the legend of the undertaker would be killing. What is not killing? What is apparently already dead? Yes, man. What a fucking accomplishment that would be. (laughs) Uh, Calvin asks, can Nakamura get over with casual fans that won't really know him from Japan, let alone NXT? Yes. 100%. Uh, just, you know, let him be him and he'll get over. Yeah. And if you, if you just casual fans, just go, go in the same mental level as JBL. Cause he speaks to you. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. And if JBL couldn't even say what in the world, then you're fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like he will, he will do just fine. Um, yeah. like he... I had the same worry though, when he went to NXT member. Yeah. And he was fine. It's kind of hard when you're severely outvoted by everyone who does know who he is, too. True. And I mean, uh, uh, most of the fans now will. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if it's true, but I mean, everything's so you can you can just look up people and watch them anywhere now. Like, on, yeah, with speaking the internet. of which, Hulu has two of five live now. Oh, does it? Yes. Excellent. Yeah, so it's way easier to get a hold of things, and also it does help to have absolutely fucking sick theme music. <laughs> so true. It's a small factor, but it really helps. He will be fine. I'm I'm yeah. excited to see where this goes. And I Sasha's mean, hella bummed though. Yeah. Well, I mean, you never know. She might not yeah. be bummed because she might be going to SmackDown. You never know. That would be fucking great. I think Sasha on SmackDown would be great. But then I wouldn't want Alexa to leave because I think that would be a lot of fun. 
Anyway, hey, I Ra, think... how about you take Ava Marie? <laughs> anything, I feel like anything they do will benefit both brands, and I feel that SmackDown will still be better, mainly because of the people who are running it, or who are in charge and all that stuff. Here's to you, Dad Shane. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, that's it for us this week. Do you, you can, you can handle it if you don't, if you don't have the Miz, hopefully. True. All hail Miz. Uh, you got anything else? Anything? Um, no, I did just get, uh, informed by, uh, Twitter friend Keith that last podcast on the left posted an episode on Chris Benoit. No, they did not. Yes, they did. Are you fuck? Hold on everyone. Live, live refreshing of my feed. Come on. Update. Oh my god. Oh, they Keith, did. Keith messaged me. They did? <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I am so excited to listen to this. I'm surprised Ernesto hasn't messaged me about it yet. Oh my god. I am very excited. So all the jokes Ernesto's gonna make, so I know what you're gonna do. Aren't you glad I told you? Yeah, fucking hell, man. <laughs> so everyone go listen to the last podcast on the left. It's a great podcast. And yeah, I'm sure they're they're really hard up for it's, for it's, for it's, listeners. Yeah, it's a great it's a great podcast. Um if you have a very black sense of humor. Because I've suggest like my friend Josh loves it. I got him super hooked on it. But then I have uh suggested it to other people who love murder like real um crime stuff and then they're like it's too much dudes laughing and i'm like they're comedians you have to turn something super dark i was like if you need something super hard hitting listen to the richard chase episode but why am i whoring out another podcast on our podcast you can follow us on facebook like (laughs) us on facebook and follow us on twitter tornado tag radio you can follow (laughs) me on twitter at jp thrice and you can follow marianne on twitter Sailor Moonsault. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Tornado Tag Radio and rate and review us as well. You can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Shout out to Finally North. They do our music. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Finally North or FinallyNorth.com. Head on over to N-O-T-L-G.Spreadshirt.com and buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts. Support TTR and all of the other NOTLG podcasts. Become a Patreon, patreon.com slash NOTLG. Huge shout out to Chris, Brazilian underscore Fury. He is our newest Patreon still. He's like going for that CM Punk record. Are you going to keep us in the fridge? going to keep your Patreon donation in the refrigerator. I mean, I yeah, don't know. Tim Dons took a picture with his in his fridge, and everyone's like, okay, CM Punk. Yeah, I mean, and I'm like, okay, I'm not marrying him for his imagination, okay? So, that's two name drops. That is it for us this week. Join us again next week for more of this, whatever this is. Uh, there's only one thing left to do, so, Marion, if you will, ring the bell.